Well, we made it to Virginia. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I want to start the program today with a word of thanks, a word of thanksgiving, and much appreciation. First, I want to thank all of you that listened to this program that knew that over these past couple of weeks, we've been preparing for the sale of our home in Georgia and a move to Southwest Virginia. It has been a rocky road and quite an experience, but here we are. This past Friday, the the home in Virginia, it closed and we have now got our personal things out some repairs that had to be made before the sale could close. And it all got done at the last minute, but it happened. So thank you for your prayers, and thank you for keeping us in mind during this time. Also, a very special thanks to Jim Calhoun. Now, Jim really, he, he put in a lot of extra work. I know he's got so much to do on the, on the farm in Nebraska. And for him to find the time to add a couple of other radio programs for last week to get us through means more to me than you'll ever know. Because we were really running short of time and we, we had to make the trip. It's, it's a number of hours, you know, down uh, up to Virginia and then back down to Georgia and back to Virginia. And, and we had things we'd already taken out and put in a storage facility. And, and so it, it was quite an operation to get everything finally out of the house, cleaned up, and and closed. And so we're excited about the future right now. We are preparing to uh, close on a home here in in Virginia. Now, it's it's a small home, but my wife and I decided we had looked for a while anticipating the sale of ours. And, And there were several places that would meet our need we thought. Some are very nice. Some were stretching the price a wee bit. But the Lord already had a house in mind. And no matter where we looked and the things we thought we wanted wanted, and, and, and what have you, it came down to a smaller house much closer, very close in fact, to where the daughter and son-in-law live. <laughs> Extremely close. And it opened up and went for sale at the last minute, right at the time that our house finally had a a reliable contract on it. And, and so this week, we'll be doing the radio program pretty much every day. I think Jim is going to help me on Wednesday. And we'll be here the other days of this week. And, and we're in the process now of moving into a new place. And, and there are a lot of things that need to be done. We had sold our home furnished, and we do have enough left over to take care of our need in this small house. And, and the more I thought about it as we've looked at this place, it is going to be easy for us as we get older to take care of it. Some of the homes we looked at were great if we were in our 30s and 40s or even 50s. But when you're buying a, a home and you're closer to 70 than you are to 65, then maybe then maybe it's time to think in terms of how are we going to be able to handle things when we are 77 
or if the Lord should tarry and we should hold out with good health, how do we take care of a home in our 80s? And so rather than have to move again, let's keep it where we can most likely stay in our home for for quite a while. So there's a lot to get done. There is a room in that house that I'm going to be converting to a much better studio setup than I've ever had before for producing this radio program. In, In Georgia, the room that I was in was literally the size of a closet. And, you know, it was okay, and it worked, but it was hard to get everything in there that needed to be in there to do the radio program. Well, the room I have now gives me more room, and so we have found a table and desk combination that will make a huge difference, and it's on sale. That was wonderful. And everything we need, and we're going to add a few pieces of equipment because for some people, I've been asked, can you occasionally produce a short video? And where I was at, it was just not easy to do. So we, we decided in this room, we're going to have the ability of editing video, producing the radio program, having sufficient equipment to even do a live feed if ever needed. So we're, we're trying to work on all those details as we're trying to get furniture settled into the house this week as well. And and we're doing our best on one thing, whenever possible, to shop local, to deal with local merchants in this wonderful area of Virginia. And and I would rather deal with local businesses, people that you're going to be seeing on a regular basis when you're shopping and what have you. And, And so I'm excited about the doors that are opening I think that we may have to also make a quick trip down to Florida for a few weeks. Sometime, we're not even sure. There's some things happening there that need to be taken care of. And and really, in, in the long term, we're going to end up probably, you know, just consolidating everything to here. And so that'll be a process over the next couple of years. I have... We would... I would personally probably not even worry about Florida much more. But there are still some things that need to be done in terms of engineering work and even some ministry work that we can do over the next year or two, maybe up to three. And then we're going to probably consolidate uh, everything into Virginia. So I'm just excited about everything that the Lord has laid out. And and I want to thank you for your prayers. Health-wise, I'm doing well. And the problem that I was dealing with that really was kind of frightening at the time has vanished and we're going to continue some follow-up to be sure but i mean everything so far it's i'm just very thankful and so i just wanted to get that out of the way at the beginning of the program today a thank you for your prayers and a thank you for your concern a thank you to jim calhoun for helping out and kind of pray for us this week as we try to put over the next, you know, week to two weeks, putting together our home and also putting together, I think we can have everything in place for a new studio location in about a week, week and a half, maybe a little longer, but I'm excited about what what's going to happen from that room. Also, some even local ministry opportunities. And, and I'll talk about that during the week. 
the ministry opportunities, not just for here, there's some opportunities for all of us all over the nation I want to share. And I see something that needs to be said. I see things that need to be done. And many of you are in a place where, you know, you can be participating in some of this. We've got to rethink how we plant churches. We have to rethink how we share the good news in an increasingly hostile nation. The United States may have been founded on religious freedom and expression and and talking about the things of God in the marketplace of ideas was just fine for like, you know, almost 200 years. And then it all began to change. And increasingly it's gone from we don't want to hear you to that we want you to shut up or we're going to demand you shut up. We don't want your children even going to your churches. We want our school systems to re-educate children. I mean, this is this is where it's coming down to. So how are we as Christians going to function? The world is a changing place. And I want to talk about that a lot uh, today and in the days and weeks ahead. Now, there's a couple of news stories that I've been following. And every time... You know, they, they, you, you watch the talking heads on television. I, I try not to watch certain networks. But many of you will send me a link. And if you're sending me a video that's more than a few minutes long, I generally don't have the time to look at it unless there's something in there that I really, really have to see. Because I, I do a lot of reading. And, and I like to be able to be able to get everything together in the written word because this is a radio program, not a video program. And, and as such, I'm trying to consolidate it where I can paint a word picture for you. There's a lot being said about monkeypox. I mean, come on. Uh, this is the new fear du jour. I've been reading stories how amazingly I mean, just coincidentally, the Dr. Fauci and his organization, the NIH, have been funding some monkeypox research long before there was even any word of an outbreak. And what about those monkeys that got loose in Pennsylvania? Well, there's a lot of questions that I have. But once again, Dr. Fraud, I mean, I mean Dr., Dr. Fauci, no, he is a fraud. And he is the worst kind of a fraud. He's a credentialed doctor that lies, and he lies a lot. He knows much of what he told you during the pandemic was not true. And he had no conscience. He had no shame in being an abject liar. And on top of that, he's a hypocrite. You know, rules for thee, but not for me. And he showed that over and over again. And he was one of the voices like Joe Biden back in 2021, shortly after Biden's inauguration, that was saying, if everybody gets vaccinated, the pandemic will go away. A matter of fact, it was Dr. Fauci that pretty well had Biden convinced that if we just get America vaccinated, if everybody's vaccinated, that nobody will get sick with COVID and nobody will die and nobody will spread. How many times did the president of the United States, based upon what he was told by Dr. Fauci, made the claim, just get vaccinated. And when your vaccination is complete, 
you can take off your mask because you'll be COVID proof. Turned out to be a big systematic lie. Let me give you another lie. Let me give you another lie. They talk about the variants of of COVID or coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. And they're talking about the B5 variant, the B6, this, that, and the other, Omicron variant, whatever. And the one thing they gloss over and don't want to tell you, the one thing they don't want to tell you is that as COVID-19, as we know it, has mutated over the past two years, and some of these mutations are being forced upon us by overly vaccinating and making COVID-19 more evasive to vaccines, we're getting all the variants. Now, there's a good news and bad news. The bad news is it's more infectious. More people will probably get some form of COVID-19. The good news its lethality and its symptoms are getting milder and milder and milder as time goes by. Now, they're trying to convince you that it's the vaccine, it's the vaccinated that are getting the mild symptoms. You know, Dr. Fauci, you know, quadruple vaccinated, double boosted Fauci came down with COVID. Same with President Biden, he came down with COVID. And I, I'm, they'll, I'm sure they'll get him in front of the camera for a few minutes a day to let you know that he's doing great on all the drugs they're giving him from Pfizer. Bought to you by Pfizer. I mean, Joe Biden is now a commercial for, for Pfizer's antiviral drug and everything else. But what they're not going to tell you is that if you really break down the numbers and get into the weeds, and it's not easy because they don't want you to see a lot of this stuff, but it's right there in front of you if you you can get to the, the right pages. People having more trouble getting COVID are the ones that are fully vaccinated. Now, how could that be? I think we have some immune dependent enhancement going on which we talked about on this program over a year ago, that all this vaccination could cause unforeseen problems. And so we need to understand that that this is no longer, you know, Joe Biden lied last year when he said this is a pandemic of the, of the unvaccinated. It wasn't true. That's become very clear. I've known a number of people personally personally, that over the past two years have had COVID. And I know that early on in 2020, some of the people had a really rough time. 2021, not so bad, and now even less. Yet, and they're unvaccinated. But the good thing is their natural immune system is now kicked in. And you don't see this reinfection stuff happening among the unvaccinated as you do the vaccinated. And, and, and this goes to what many doctors said. But see, the narrative in 2020, the narrative in 2021 and 2022 is we have to keep the COVID fear alive. They used it in 2020 for the election cycle. They will use this again. Mark my words. 
in the 2022 election wherever they can get away with it. They're already beginning to talk it up. More cases. More cases. How do you define a case? Are we still using the ridiculous testing that has false positives? Or are these people genuinely sick? That's the one question they don't want you to know the answer. World Economic Forum said in 2020, in no uncertain terms, Klaus Schwab from his own mouth. And we've played the audio cut numerous times on this program. That they would use the COVID-19 pandemic as a catalyst to usher in the fourth industrial revolution. Yeah, how about that? A new world order and a new way of doing business. The Great Reset is what they called it. They're going to just thoroughly, and and of course, the term build back better, that is what the Biden administration ran on in 2020. We're going to build back better. Well, that was also a term that had been used for quite a while by the World Economic Forum. We're going to build back better. But see, at least the World Economic Forum was a little bit more honest. They said we have to tear it all down and destroy it and then build it back. Let me say that again. When the World Economic Forum, back in 2019 or 2018, or even right before 2020, when they talked about building back better, they were talking in terms of destroying the entire system and building and putting in its place a new one. And if you think about it, and if you're, if you're intellectually being honest, if you're intellectually honest, what has the Biden administration been doing since January the 20th of 2021? They have been systematically destroying the United States from within. They have destroyed our southern border. And people are coming in by the hundreds of thousands. And they're ending up all over the United States with no worry about deportation. The Democrats are going to make them voters if they can get away with it. They're going to change the demographics of the United States to make them the forever power in this country. They're tearing down morals. They're fighting vehemently to bring abortion you know, on demand as part of an American right. In other words, they're Moloch worshipers. They believe in infanticide and infant death to get prosperity. There was a time, and I'm going back in my mind to when I was a child in the, in the 60s growing up, and the 70s and even into the 1980s, that there were a number of people of good character that were decent and honorable people and family people, even Christians and believers, that were Democrats. I've known many of them in my lifetime, many years ago. The party of JFK, you may disagree with some of his policies, but JFK was not going to be the one to groom a child into transgenderism. JFK would never have been pushing for for same-sex marriage and all these other things that have come much later. The Democrat Party of today is not the Democrat Party 
in the generation of my father and grandparents and great-grandparents. It's changed. And it has been hijacked by some of the most evil and despicable people on the planet. The entire education system in this country, look at the, look at the university system. Most universities outside of certain independent and Christian colleges have become centers of literally brain syphilis and insanity and, and thought processes that don't make any sense. When it comes to arts, when it comes even to some of the sciences, we are indoctrinating children into a false and fake ideology. We are mocking God. We are worshiping the planet, not the creator. And these foul-mouthed people will burn things down like a church or a, a crisis pregnancy center to get their way. They're like spoiled brats. If we can't have our way, we're just going to destroy the playing field. And so we're, we're dealing with a different kind of protest than we've ever dealt with before. Let's just kind of pause here and think back to George Floyd riots. The Democrats and leftists in the United States were waiting for something to, to blow up that they could then take and run with to help influence an election. Now, while there are people rotting in jail like political prisoners in Washington, D.C. for walking into the Capitol building, there are people that burnt down buildings, set police cars on fire that are walking the streets. Those anarchists are, the Democrats needed them, so they're, they're just patting them on the, you know, on the back and shoving them out. We now have, for the first time in, that I've ever seen at this level, we have political prisoners in this country. We are now no better than Stalin. We are no better than Lenin. We are no better than Mao Zedong. We are no better than, you know, any of the folks in North Korea. We now have stooped down to their satanic, demonic, and evil level in Washington. Merrick Garland has no business being the Attorney General of the United States. He does belong in prison for the things that he's doing to this nation. He is a traitor to this country and the Constitution. He has made a mockery of the Constitution, and he is breaking the law, and he doesn't care. When it comes to education, you may think your town is safe, and there may be a few left, but don't count on it. Don't count on it. It used to be just the colleges, and it crept into the high schools, and then down to middle and junior high years, <laughs> and then into the elementary school years. This indoctrination and the sexualization of children is being pushed upon us by the public schools. And the more blue and Democrat the county, the more of a disease and grooming you're going to find. Let me ask you a question, mom and dad or grandparent. When you were in the second grade, how much did you understand about your human sexuality? Probably very little. Because it's not even a part of who we are yet. 
we are still learning and discovering and we don't have all the knowledge. Thus, as a young child, we are terribly lacking in wisdom and experience. And now we have teachers and authority figures playing upon that. I ran across this little short video. It lasts about not even a minute. And this is an actual second grade public school teacher. Let me say it again. This is an actual second grade public school teacher. And I had to do a little bit of editing to take some of the bad language out. So if you hear a little funny beeping, that's what it is. But this is an actual. And by the way, she has, you know, the metal in her nose and a couple of tattoos. And this is today's second grade teacher. Okay, so it took a couple of days for me to make this TikTok um, without crying because that's what I do. Um, please ignore the dog bone crunching behind me. Anyhow, um, one of my students uh, felt safe enough to share his pronouns with me. And when he did so, once the class knew that I knew, they all switched pronouns. They're second graders. Like I'm torn between being really, really happy to be a safe space and just absolutely furious that an entire group of second graders has to keep this secret from not safe people. Why are kids feeling unsafe? And furthermore, why does everyone talk about how, how are the kids gonna understand? Kids don't understand it. It's easy for them. It's the adults who have all of the frigging issues and hangups and bullshit. Kids are fine. Now, where do I begin on on analyzing what this second grade teacher just said? By the way, this is not an anomaly. This is not like the one in a million. There are far too many of these teachers walking the halls and standing in classrooms all over the United States. If you go in in our new adoptive state of Virginia, if you go to places like, oh, I don't know, Loudoun County, Fairfax County, the schools are full of these people. Go to New York City, go to Washington, D.C., go to Baltimore, Maryland, Los Angeles, California, Chicago, Illinois, you name it. You name the place, a big city, any state that leans, shall we say, bluish, or even any school district or city within a conservative state that is turned, well, as, as, as turned leftist. Broward County, Florida, good example. Palm Beach County, Florida, excellent example of what can go wrong. Where the governor has had to fight with the school districts and their face diaper mandates and silliness and foolishness caving into these these reprobate teachers that don't really teach anymore. They indoctrinate and groom your children. What does a second grader really understand? Let's be honest. Be honest with me. What does a second grader understand about human sexuality? They shouldn't know much of anything at that point. They should know there's a difference between a mom and a dad, a man and a woman, and a boy and a girl. They know there's something different. But they don't need to understand all the depth of sexuality, which is what is being pushed upon them today by places like Disney. 
things that used to be family friendly 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. Man, as a child, I wanted to go to Disneyland so bad. Finally got a chance to see it in the 1980s before Disney went woke and weird. And yeah, I can remember going once to Disney World in Florida. I've been to Disneyland in California and Disney World in Florida each one time. And I can remember because it's more like it's pushing like, you know, 24, 23 years ago, something like that. Since I went to Disney World and took the young family there to enjoy a day. And I didn't fear fear anything that was going on. There was nothing that I saw in anything that was happening in that place that set off alarm bells. But today, and we shared about a month ago on this program, somebody released the recording of a private Zoom meeting among Disney executives where they were discussing how they could push and promote more transgenderism and homosexuality on very young, impressionable children to make them compliant and accepting of transgenderism as being thoroughly normal and having two daddies or two mommies being thoroughly normal and explaining to young boys that it's all right to be attracted to other young boys and act upon it or girls with girls. This is Disney. Please tell me that this is just a nightmare and I'm going to wake up, but I doubt it. I've got a lot more on these topics to share. I've got a couple of other news stories I hadn't even had a chance to get to. But understand, they're coming for the children. Adolf Hitler, Mao Zedong, Lenin and Stalin understood that once you control the children, you control the future. We're seeing it play out now here in the United States. We're seeing it play out in Canada. We're seeing it play out in Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom. They're using... One of the only good things that came out of the pandemic, many parents began to get an inside look at what was going on in their schools, and they didn't like what they saw. Sadly, there were a lot of parents, and I know the type, they didn't care, and they never looked, they didn't bother, and they're just oblivious thinking their children are getting a good education, when in reality, they're getting social promotion and indoctrination, and you know some basic skills, so mom and dad think they've learned something, but they don't have the historical depth and knowledge They have bits and pieces of knowledge that all sound impressive, that all work on a standardized test, but they don't have wisdom. They don't have common sense. They're told everything in life is about emotions. And wait till I get to the next topic on the other side of this break. Now, for those of you that support this radio ministry, I want to tell you that there is a lot of mail that will be catching up with us this week. Because of our travel and never exactly knowing where we were going to be, I didn't want mail sitting where there could be any danger. And so I had deliveries of mail through the service that we're currently using for this year. Hold the mail. And I gave them the authority once we had 
made it to Virginia on Friday afternoon and said, you can now forward all the mail. I know this is a pretty good amount, and you may wonder if I've seen it or not. Uh, to those, there's a person that had mentioned that they had mailed something to the old Georgia address. Yes, there were two letters from somebody, and they were there waiting for us in Georgia. And we now have forwarding to the new address here in Virginia, though we're going to cease using uh, the the address in, in Georgia, effective really immediately. But, you know, anything is still caught in the mail, it'll catch up. But if you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder, and I've got a lot of, when we get the new studio set up and everything that I need, we're going to be adding a lot to this program. It's not going to just be me and a microphone. There's going to be a lot more to it. I think that it's it's time to go to the next level and really begin to teach, educate, and and find those leaders that God has all over the country to do their part. If you believe in shortwave radio, which I do, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And mail it to Truth to Ponder. And we're going to keep this Florida address for the time being because we're not sure about our schedule over the next two months. 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. That is number 3248. And the city is Crestview. Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder. 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. The city is Crestview. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. A clear shofar coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now the most uniquely biblical musical instrument was the shofar, the Hebrew trumpet from a ram's horn. The word shofar actually comes from a word that means clear. Why? Well, a shofar has to be clear. It's got to make a clear sound. It's got to be clear. To make a sound, you got to be clear. You can't blow through something that's all clogged up or obstructed. So with you, you're called to be the Lord shofar, a vessel of God, an instrument of his purposes. You see, he blows through you with the spirit. The spirit is the word in Hebrew, ruach, which also means breath and spirit. For you to be God's instrument, God's spirit has to blow through you, breathe through you. But in order to, to for the spirit to blow through you, you got to be clear. You got to be free of obstacles, obstructions, and clogged up stuff. Like what? Like bitterness, unforgiveness, uh, pride, lust, carnality, depression, fear, uh, anger, all those things. Anything outside God's will, it's going to stop the blowing. You want to be God's instrument? You want the Lord to make a great sound and impact through your life? Then his breath, his spirit's got to blow through you, flow through you. For that to happen, you got to be clear. You got to get those blockages out of your life. Start clearing up your vessel. Unblock yourself. Anything that's out of God's will, it's not only bad, it's stopping you from knowing a spirit-filled life. It says in Timothy, if anyone will cleanse himself from these things, he will be used of God, prepared for every good work, a vessel of honor. It's time for the Lord wants to use you. It's time to become a clear vessel, a shofar of God. It starts when you get unblocked. 
Want more? Ask for the Shofar Generation. Now, how'd you like to receive something so awesome? It's been hidden for thousands of years, and we don't know what's revealed anywhere else. You can. The awesome Mystery of the Temple Doors on Sapphires, guaranteed to help you become strong and victorious in God, a free gift subscription. How do you get this free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. It's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and to the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Imagine you can blanket the earth, make an impact, the greatest impact for the Lord. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Anechem, be blessed. Let God blow through you, my friend, in Messiah. Or Haolam, the light of the universe. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to part two of the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman, coming to you from Southwest Virginia. If you're just tuning in and you missed the first part of the program, if you are a regular listener, you know that my wife and I have been in the process of selling the home that we had in the mountains of Northeast Georgia area that I really do love and and have some roots that go back many years, and we are now in Southwest Virginia. And a lot of things to be done to, you know, in, in this move. The home is now sold, everything is taken care of and closed, and this week begins the process of of getting into our new place up here, and it's been quite a, quite a journey. And I can't begin to even thank you enough for all the prayers that you have given my wife and I for both the move, for strength, for help, and also for the health issue that I was dealing with. And I really believe by the hand of God, I'm I'm here and, and things have improved dramatically. And that's all I'm going to say about that for now. We went a little long in that first segment. And I ended this segment with the audio clip of a second grade teacher talking about how children are changing their pronouns from a little boy instead of, you know, my pronouns are, I, I, by the way, there was a bank in Canada, um, I'm trying, Halifax Bank, that made their employees wear a badge that showed their preferred pronouns. And some people thought it was so absolutely ridiculous and so insane, so crazy, so weird, encouraging nothing but, but mental illness or demonic possession. I don't know which it is. Well, my my prefer my preferred pronouns are him and he and uh, or she and her, I, I, it, ma'am, <laughs> sir. I, you know, wearing your a badge to identify your pronouns. And we are now confusing children with this stupidity. And it's a dangerous place that we're going. 
So you have a bunch of second grade children. These these kids cannot reason or think for themselves. These are impressionable little minds that used to be given information, used to be given facts, used to learn how to do things like write their name, begin to read and comprehend language and begin to learn about who they are and the world basically in which we live from a factual and not a political point of view. But see, all that is gone today. Our children are being robbed of their childhood. They're being pushed into human sexuality, literally, 10 years before their time. Or more, in some cases. Why do we need to sexualize children? Why do we need to encourage pedophilia in our society, which is all we're doing? And why is it governments are not doing enough? Why are they hiding it? Why are they trying to gloss over it? I think I know the answer, and I think many of you do as well. We have moved in this country from a nation of public servants and statesmen to a political class of elites and reprobates, for the most part. And by the way, I see a bunch of these opportunist politicians in both major political parties. We have a real big problem, first at the federal level and even at the state level in many cases. We have too many people, too many people in federal office like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, uh, Steny Hoyer. These people have been in office between like 36 and 42 years. Patrick Leahy has been in elected federal office for 48 years. 48 years. Joe Biden, President of the United States, made a remark one time, and I want you to think about this. He only worked in the private sector for about a year in his entire life. One year. And when he talks to other Democrats and politicians, he talks about the one year he worked in the enemy camp. Let me clarify that in case you missed it. Joe Biden believes that working in the private sector is working in the camp of his enemy. And he publicly said it and he meant it. He's been in politics for a half century. I mean, I graduated high school continued my education and I've worked a full career and I'm now technically retired. I've had a whole life and a family. Lost a wife to cancer, remarried and have rebuilt my life. All in the same time that Joe Biden has been a politician and a senator from the state of Delaware. And now president of the, well, vice president and now president of the United States. That is the kind of individual that should never be allowed into the White House. Anybody that's worked in government more than six years, there should be, there should be a rule. 
if you've been in elected office any more than, you know, eight or 10 years, you cannot serve as the president because you're going to be part of the political structure and you're not going to care about the, the nation as a whole. Besides, you know and I know that Joe Biden is a thief and a liar and a crook. The man is the man has the Chinese love Biden in the White House because they got more dirt on him and his family. They can make him do whatever they want him to do because they could just drop it all, even at CNN, and there'd be no way to keep Biden from being impeached and going to prison. And they know it. It's amazing that American oil producers are begging to be allowed to produce oil without all these incredible restrictions. And then Biden has the audacity to go to the the crown prince of Saudi Arabia to beg for more oil. Why do we have to be energy dependent upon the world that hates us? Why can't we take care of our own needs first and then take care of others in need? We don't need any more Patrick Lays, Chuck Grassley's. I mean, great guy. But once you've been in office that long, you are too much a part of the system and you have lost touch with the real people that you're supposed to serve. Ed Markey, Dick Durbin, all of them. They've been there too long. And when you look over, and I don't, like I say, it's like even Lindsey Graham, in my opinion, has been around too long. He's been there, you know, 20 some odd years. And he's been a senator that is what I call a chameleon. Whenever he's running for office, he's Mr. Conservative. And he's Mr. Pro-Trump. He's Mr. Everything. Once he wins, he turns his back and tells you to drop dead. I'll see you in six years when I need your money and your vote again. I have no use for flim, for flimsy gramnesty. That's his nickname in South Carolina. And a lot of other so-called Republicans that are repugnant to me. They've learned how to play the game. They've learned how to fool the people. They've learned because they know most people just live off sound bites, don't really follow the news. All they have to do is say the right thing at the right time on the right TV station during the election cycle and spend the money on the ads. And people are stupid and gullible and they'll keep voting for them like they do in South Carolina for Lindsey Gramnesty or flimsy Gramnesty or Raffensperger, Secretary of State in Georgia, another rhino. A lot of rhinos get to pretend how conservative they are every election cycle. There needs to be, and I wish if our founding fathers could come back today and spend about a month, they would go back to the Constitution and do a little bit of a rewrite. And they would make it clear it's called a citizen legislature for a purpose and a reason. And they'd make it that way again. We wouldn't have Congress in session all year. We don't need them in session all year. That's a bunch of baloney. We have law books that fill up libraries. Law books and laws about guns and everything else. But the world is still going to hell in a handbasket, as as the saying goes. Term limits are long overdue, but will never probably happen because those like, you know, Patrick Leigh and Lindsey Graham and Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, Ed Markey, Dick Durbin, 
all of them, Joe Biden, this is how they make their living. By the way, how did a guy that, you know, make that makes a, a nice little, I mean, look, making 180 grand a year or something is not a bad income for, you know, being in the House of Representatives or the Senate or whatever. How do you become a multimillionaire on that income? Joe Biden figured a way to do it. He sold the country out. He sold you out. He sold all of us out. We don't need a we don't need an elite, you know, royalty class. That was the whole idea of this nation not to have these family dynasties and kings and queens. Yet they think they are in their own way. And that, my friend, is a huge problem. Now, later this week, we're going to talk about a few other stories that come to mind. Climate change. I'm getting so sick of hearing about climate change. It's so easy to have a hot summer and say this is all because of climate change. And nobody wants to go back and study history. They just don't want to do it. I'll just give you a really brief example, okay? When I was a child, I would spend the summers at my grandparents' house in Long Island. And they lived right near Manhasset Bay. And there are a lot of, and I, I learned how to swim. I learned how to be a lifeguard, learned how to sail a small boat, all the good. I mean, I had a wonderful childhood and I'm, I'm, I can't begin to be, I think I'm not as thankful as I should be. And I can remember back in those days, the warm, hot summer afternoons and mornings and how in the evening you could, my grandparents didn't have air conditioning at all, just open the windows and that wonderful cool breeze just came into the house. But see, by the 1980s, I noticed when I came to visit, it was muggy at night and that breeze just wasn't there like it used to be. What happened? And it got worse into the 90s. And, and there's a, a place in Port Washington called Town Dock. And a lot of, lot of old timers that live there uh, would fish there. And, and I happened to be out there my late wife and I were just taking a little walk and, and, and I was mentioning how hot it seems compared to what it was back, you know, when I was younger. And the guy said, yeah, I've seen it before. And he said, let me tell you, back when I was a real youngster myself, this is years ago, probably, you know, like I say, maybe the early, late 80s. It goes back when I was a kid, you know, in the 1920s and 30s, it was awfully hot here really muggy. We never had a cool breeze. It was terrible. In other words, the weather was coming in cycles. They don't want to talk about that. And they also take a lot of readings now inside of cities that used to be farmland that now has got concrete. Of course, it's going to be warmer. They're called urban heating centers for a reason. The sun hits that black asphalt. If you have a thermometer nearby, it's going to be a little warmer in that immediate vicinity. And we're calling that destroying the planet. We'll deal with that later this week. We'll deal with a lot of other topics this week as well. Maximilian Robesier once said, the secret of liberty lies in educating people, whereas the secret of tyranny is keeping them ignorant. And that's the reason that we do this particular radio program, to keep you informed now, before I run out of time today, I have one more little audio clip that I want to share with you. And this is from Richard Levine. I refuse to call him Rachel Levine. 
he's a man wearing a dress, pretending he's an admiral now in the Navy, the first woman admiral in the Navy or whatever his, I don't know what it is that he is. But he's one of those two that want to uh, deal with changing the sexuality of your children because see, his mental illness says that this man is now a woman, but understand Richard Levine is not a woman and never will be a woman, no matter how much he may try to convince himself. I'm looking at this picture of Admiral Richard Levine. You would th- you'd know he was a man just by looking at him and his build. And yet he wants to have your children participate in his mental illness and use puberty blockers and surgery to destroy their young bodies so we really want to 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 debase our treatment and uh and to uh, affirm and to uh support and empower these youth not to limit their participation in activities and sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state richard levine is a despicable disgusting degenerate man pretending to be a woman, that the president of the United States made the assistant health secretary. By the way, his boss at, the, at his department, Richard's boss, is about as much of a degenerate as he is and a money opportunist as he is. These groomers, and that's what they're called these days, and I agree, are promoting, and even the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, they now have a webpage. And and why the Centers for Disease Control would have a site called QChat, it's called QChat Space. It's not really run by the government per se, but the CDC directs all LGBTQ youth there. In other words, they're trying to keep arms lights. Oh, no, 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 we don't fund it with your taxpayer money. Other groups do that. We just send your kids there. And if you go to the Q chat space, which you can, by the way, get to from the CDC website, they are promoting to youth, an online space that discusses sex, polyamorous relationships, the occult. What is the CDC discussing the occult with kids or or pushing them to a website that does? Sex change operations. That see when when Richard Levine, reprobate Richard Levine, he's not a he, he's no longer a medical authority. He may have been educated, but he's he puked it all out of his system. He's a medical reprobate. Gender-affirming stuff is basically puberty blockers and surgeries to deform the human body. By the way, why is the suicide rate among those that have made the transition uh, massively higher than those that don't? We'll discuss that maybe this week, too. That space was put together. It's a... LGBTQ health youth page and we have our government we have our government the CDC you know that liar Rachel Walensky 
at the CDC who lies about the coronavirus and monkeypox and everything else. She's a she's another reprobate liar. She she, she and she knows we, we need to vaccinate, you know, little toddlers now. Toddlers do not need to be vaccinated against coronavirus. They're not at risk, but they are at risk from the vaccine. They're at risk to their immune systems. I don't care what anybody says. The evidence is stacking up that this stuff is deadlier than they ever want to believe that it is. Yet they want compliance and obedience. Wear your face diaper. Get your vaccine. Social distance six feet away. Put on a face shield. It's election time. Be scared. Vote by mail. It's all part of the same exact mess. And these, these sexual perverts, these mentally ill people are the ones that Joe Biden's handlers put in charge. Pete Buttigieg, the third-rate mayor of Indianapolis, is now transportation secretary. He was too busy lactating uh, as mommy to a new, you know, and I, and I feel, this, don't, get, don't get me started on, on, on homosexuals adopting. They shouldn't. It is, it's not natural. I'm sorry. It is not natural. And before I forget, I saw this one other headline. Speaking of all this insanity, the first children in the United States are now testing positive for monkeypox. Well, here's the only thing they... Here's the subheadline. Both of those children had contact with gay men. Need, I don't need to say any more. I mean, the reprobate class. There's a reason the Bible warns against all of this. There's a reason it's dangerous. And this idea of getting children and destroying their bodies with surgeries and puberty blockers and and convincing them when they're second graders that they can change their pronouns from he to she or him to her. Little boy can say, call me Lucy instead of Lucas or whatever. I mean, this is where we're going. We're setting some very dangerous precedents And God help this nation. I don't know if we can ever recover. There may be some red wave. I don't believe it until I see it. I told you two years ago, don't trust the elections of 2020. And everybody said I didn't know what I was talking about. Well, look at us now. I'll pick up on this tomorrow. But I really need your financial support to get us through the month of August. I mean, into the month of August and finish out July. This has been a quite a month. If you can help us financially, you can visit our website, by the way, truththenumber2ponder.com. You can get the mailing address and other ways to support us from there. Or if you prefer, write down this address. Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, 32536. 32536. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. And until tomorrow, may God bless. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. 
Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.